All right, what's happening? Interwebs, internet, everybody that's online, in line, this is it. Welcome back to the Static Zone podcast, where we discuss everything you watch back when TVs had a static snow covered channel before you popped in your VHS or switch over to channel three. <laughs> With me is a shepherd who always knows when to get the flock out of here, Corey, aka Tornado Jones. Hello. And I, I'm too old for this shit. I'm Scotty Moe. <laughs> I figured that was perfect for your, uh-huh. for your in-life character. So. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, my, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it, so, well, uh, hold on. Let's get these intros I'm out sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, firstly, first. Secondly, uh, we would like to welcome back everyone to the show, including ourselves. Um, we've been out for a while because life got crazy and, you know, in the meantime, uh, Corey started about 19 different sitcoms on the side, and I've just been over here trying to get through wish. whatever else. <laughs> um, but we took a break. Time to get back to it. And also, special thanks to my buddy Kevin, who recommended this episode's viewing pleasure. Oh, okay. Um, I was wondering if this just came out of, like, left field. I, I didn't know no, you were... I asked. I asked on Twitter uh, where we have nine followers... For recommendations yeah. of Christmas movies, as we come back into things, two of them are us. Uh, yep, and and then and then two others are Mega Visions in the Scrubverse Twitter account. So we're doing great. Um, we got five go. We got five bot yeah. accounts. <laughs> so yeah, so I'd like to thank both of our followers, which is ourselves. That, uh, but welcome. no, I, I I shot it off to my friends as well. Um, our little buddy Discord that we have. Uh, and um he suggested that he suggested lethal weapon uh well he suggested lethal weapon and die hard and i was like i feel like i've talked about die hard just to i think i think the internet has made me tired of how clever the argument is that die hard is a christmas movie it's like it's not clever like yeah it's it's not it's not new it's not you know you're not contrarian or anything so whenever um, whenever someone says like do you know die hard's a christmas movie just go yep and just keep walking (laughs) yeah you're damn skippy. Merry yep. Christmas. See ya. Um, so that in mind, uh, I was intrigued because I I remembered that I had seen A Lethal Weapon, but I didn't know which one. Um, and it was the fourth one in theaters with Jet Li, because that's all I remember is who the enemy is. That's also got anything. Chris Rock and Joe Pesci. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, uh, thanks to Kevin, and um, I guess what we'll do is just go into the synopsis and get the formalities out of the way, unless you have anything to say to the people that are back now or anything. <clears throat> oh, I mean, we can just get right into it. Like, surprisingly enough, like, I had always knew Lethal Weapon existed. I knew there was always four of them. Never sat down and actually watched one until this, for this, uh, for this recording. So. They are all on HBO Max right now. Every single that's movie. where I watched it. That's er, I, watched I should my... say every single movie because I learned with this that there is a TV series that I know nothing about. I just learned, yeah, it I think you mentioned it or something in passing. It's got so, one of the Wayans brothers in it, uh, the bald haired, the bald one, I believe. Because I think oh, Hallie Wayans brothers, it. because one of their sons has been acting a lot. Uh, I no, it's the older one, it's the yeah. older brother. Gotcha, gotcha. In, uh, not Encino Man. What's his name? Blank Man. Uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Marlin? Was there a Marlin? Marlin was the one from the scary movies. Oh, boy. What a way to be remembered. Um, mm. Let's type in Wayans Brothers. 
The one oh, also has well, a like apparently a sitcom. that was literally the sitcom called The Wayans Brothers. Okay, there is yeah, they got that too. <laughs> there's Marlon and there's Sean. Um, all right. Well, anyway, um, Lethal Weapon number one. Yes. Uh, synopsis. Go. Read from page. Martin Riggs is an L.A. cop with suicidal tendencies and Marger Marger Murtaugh. Roger Murtaugh. No, I no, I am one. I'm a one shot pony. What's it called? Uh, you're, I'm no you're two take. From- I'm no two take bitch. I always said to uh, my last roommate, um, I was obsessed with getting all the groceries in in one yeah. trip. And yeah. yeah, you know, like look like Niagara Falls with the bags on your arms. And uh, <laughs> he's like, we could just make multiple trips. And I was like, I'm no two trip bitch. We're getting these in here now. So, I recently I found out that people buy big carabiners and like that's what he would well, use. The, he would just use a carabiner. Yeah, and just put them all on there. I was like, we yeah. should have done that growing up. Anyway, yeah, lethal yeah. weapon. That's so. good. To, something good to keep in the car, anyways. A carabiner, but um, it's true. Martin Riggs is an L.A. cop with suicidal tendencies, and Roger Murtaugh is the unlucky police officer with whom Riggs is assigned. Together, they uncover a huge drug smuggling operation, and as their success rate grows, so does their friendship. Uh, so we'll just go that's down pre- and by the numbers here, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty straightforward synopsis. Like that's, I'm just like, because when I read it and I added it to our docket, I was just like, yeah, that's basically what happens in the movie. Like, you just get it down to the bare bones. Like, that's all. <laughs> yeah, this is very much a by the numbers cop buddy, buddy cop comedy this action. This didn't start like that, did it? No, because there were no, other movies well, that came the, out. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is by the numbers, but uh, the I, I actually looked it up. I was curious how far back that started, like where that genre mm-hmm. was. And not surprisingly, um, I can't remember his name. Now, did I actually make yep. a note of it? Uh, the first one was a, Kuros- a Kurosawa film. Um, Kuros- hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it was. I looked it up, and we'll look it up as we're talking. But anyway, director and okay. cast of this biznitch, um, directed by Richard Donner, who did Superman 1 and 2, Scrooged, which is very good, The Goonies. Yeah, uh, I put that in there for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, wow, what a what a collection. Um Written by Shane Black, who did apparently the Monster Squad, the Last Action mm-hmm. Hero, and also written by Jeff Lee, Jeffrey Boehm, Boehm, who did the Lost yeah. Boys, Indiana Jones, and the Last Crusade. Wow, Th- that explains why this movie is well yeah, put together. It's interesting because uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Boehm wasn't credited in the credits as a writer. Oh, was he credited at all? I don't know why. No, it, it's uh, on the IMDb, IMDb page. It just says mm-hmm. that uh, he was uncredited. So, but IMDb is just like Wikipedia, so it could just say whatever the yeah, fuck you want. It, but it's getting worse than Wikipedia because you have to quote unquote pay to get fucking public facts. Um, anyway, yay, yeah, with the pro version or whatever they have, which doesn't make any sense. Mel Gibson stars in this. He is Martin Riggs. Um, before this, he was known for Mad Max, and then eventually, yeah. uh, you know. Known uh, for such other hits as Braveheart and What Women Want and The Passion of the Christ director. And, oh, shit, there was another one. I was going to make a joke, and I can't remember what else he was in. But, no. Um, have you seen What Women Want, like, recently? No. I just Pretty remember his bad. Face. Yeah. 
there's also what men want, I believe. Yeah, which makes no like sense. Like, there's no secret to what men want. <laughs> that that movie could be 30 seconds long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, also stars Danny Glover. Uh, he plays he's Roger Murtaugh. And, yeah, you have written here he's in everything. Um, maybe worth noting to those that don't know, his son is uh, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he is. Wait, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he is. Is he? I didn't yes. know that. Yes. Fucking up, so point. sure of this shit. Um, no, shut up. Shut up. Yes, Everyone shut up. I uh, vividly remember a bit of his where he tells a story of going to Home Depot and shitting in a fake toilet and his dad yeah. trying to bring the kids out of there. So just picturing Donald Glover, uh, I'm sorry, picturing Danny Glover dealing with a child doing that in real life is great. Yeah, you're you're right. I'm dumb. I know I'm right. I looked it up. <laughs> um, no, I remember I watched that uh, that stand up uh, of Donald Glover's, and it's pretty good. I like mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shut up! I know it. Uh, and then Gary Busey is in this, who is a guy <laughs> whose name you'll always you'll never remember, but face you'll never forget. The teeth you'll never forget. I should say. Um, he he holds him back a little bit in this movie, though. A little bit. He's got to be more threatening, and you know that's how it happens. Uh, yeah. But he, I mean, his character's name is Joshua. Not that it really matters, but uh, Gary Busey's been in Predator Two, Point Break, and Quiggy, Kiggy. What is that? He wrote this. So Quiggly, Quiggly. There's is, no L in that word. It's Q U I G E Y. Oh, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be Quiggly. It's okay, supposed to be Quiggly. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Quiggly is a movie. Uh, it's got a big old one of those white Pomeranian <laughs> dogs on the front of it. And it's a movie oh, where right. Gary Busey plays a uh, shitty CEO person that dies and is reincarnated as a white Pomeranian and has to basically clear his name Ooh. and get into heaven. That is definitely where I would want to go after being in Lethal Weapon. Uh, it's uh, It was on an episode of Red Letter Media, so that's why I put it in there. So Yeah, that explains why you know about it, too. Um <laughs> And then we got Tom Atkins. Uh, yeah, I, is that the Atkins diet? Is that where that comes from? No, a, that that's A D K I N S. I think Tom right. Atkins' last name is A T. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he plays Michael Hunsaker, um, and he was also in Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, The Fog, and Maniac Cop. So Based, you know, fucking heavy yeah. hitters there. No, look, okay, look, if you've watched any horror movies from the 80s, you know who Tom Atkins is. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. just what I'm saying. Yeah. That man loves that. He, I've never seen someone that, like, he knows. I guess him and, like, Jamie Lee Curtis are, like, two people that are, like, yeah, horror's, like, we're going to stick with that because it's the moneymaker and people keep casting us, so we're going to do that because... Mm-hmm. Especially in the beginning, Jamie Lee Curtis was in The Fog, Halloween, like, and then she got stuck in the Halloween series, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, Tom Atkins is a good actor. He was actually in the My Bloody Valentine remake as well, which wasn't that great. Gotcha. Um, numbers. The budget of this was an estimated $15 million. Um, opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada, $6,829,000. Gross worldwide, hundred and oh, forgot a zero there. Hundred twenty million two hundred seven thousand, and then uh, insane. Yeah, if we go over to the weekend domestic, um, man, just you know, I I say this every single time we talk about a movie from the eighties, but 
God, mm-hmm. we were alive. We were, um, I was going to say we were not alive in the right. I, w- I was two years old when this was out, but uh, I wasn't aware of anything. I definitely was not in the theater. You had no excuse. But we had uh, number one at the box office was this movie, Lethal Weapon. Then we got A Nightmare on Elm Street, which very, wait, what is it? March 6th. Okay, that's a weird time for Nightmare to come out. It's the, um, it's, so it's the week of March 6th. And uh, because yeah. Lethal Weapon actually came out on the 8th of March that year. Okay, gotcha. Um, but we got Lethal Weapon, Nightmare. I'm going to read down. The way I'm reading this is from the number one down to number 19 because yeah. I want to get through all of these. Well, most of these. Lethal Weapon, Nightmare on Elm Street, Platoon. I don't know what Angel Heart is. Outrageous Fortune, Some Kind of Wonderful, Mannequin, Hojers, uh-huh. Black Widow. Uh, or is it Hoosiers? Hoosiers? Hoosiers. I think it's who, who, it's it's a Canadian thing, I believe. Yep. Crocodile Dundee, Hunk. I don't know what that is. Radio Day is Over the Top, The Golden Child. Star Trek Four, uh, yep. the Voyager, or something, something that's cut off. Hannah and her sisters, Death Before Dishonor, the stepfather, fa- yeah, the stepfather, and Beyond Therapy. So well, appropriate because uh, one of the characters in this is definitely Beyond Therapy. Yeah. Uh, also, it was Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, which is oh. arguably one of the best ones. So. Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream Warriors. Okay, man. I thought that was, was the first one. This was yeah, no, that wouldn't make sense. Eighty seven's later in that series. Eighty four is when the first one came out. So mm-hmm. very late in the horror, like for such a horror icon that Freddy is, he came out pretty late to the party compared to all the everybody else. Yeah. So um, But no, yeah, tons of heavy hitters on this fucking like platoon. Like that wow. that that's platoon's a very good movie. Like there's so many good movies in Most this of these have been re- remade as well. In some way, shape, or form, or something. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, yeah. So that's pretty nuts, though. Um, and very rarely do we pick a movie that is topping the charts. <laughs> we discuss the lesser um, received ones, I should say. So, yeah, oh, we didn't even, error. we didn't even. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, you know, whatever. We're doing this all kinds of out of order. We didn't talk about Army of Darkness because um, we just yeah. had too much going on in our lives. But I think it's for the better. And, you know, maybe Corey won't pick the movies for a while. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You picked all the <laughs> Halloween movies. Or no, I picked Annihilation. No, wait, what was the other one we did? I don't even remember now. Galaxy of Terror! Oh, yeah, you picked Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, okay, that's right. And we um, agreed that that was a, it was a movie. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Army of Darkness, uh, we realized, I don't know if we would have, I think we could have found stuff to say about it, but... Um, it would have been a 30 minute episode yeah it was it's barely a horror movie it's okay i only enjoyed when the actual army was in the movie really yeah it's very quotable but like i i mean we'll just here's our little run through of it i watched it with my wife hallie and she goes this is a dumb horror movie it's not a horror movie and she just got on her phone halfway through so right yeah like we have a necronomicon pillow uh we have a uh army of dead army uh jesus evil dead um Blanket I'm revoking your horror card <laughs> and all that stuff and like we we will watch anything with Bruce Campbell in it and but when we watched this I I there were so many times I said to Rachel I was like this is dumb like not yeah not in an insulting way but just like not even entertaining like this is not something I would watch <laughs> if if we ever revisit that series I think it would be safe to just review Evil Dead Two that's an actual horror movie so yeah it's uh it's that's that's the sweet spot of that of that series um 
But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of all we. Uh, I, I will say though, watch it. If anything, just fucking look up the skeleton scenes because that goofiness that of just skeletons, yeah. like like science lab skeletons placed on the back of a like taped to the back of a horse as it runs down a hill was my favorite part. Because there's like Actually, one guy no, in the middle that's obviously the anchor. Yeah, my favorite part is when they burst through the castle gates, and there's one skeleton that is just like literally walking like this, attack! Like, not even like, they couldn't even like bother to get his like arms moving. Uh oh, you froze a bit. You're still frozen. Still frozen. Oh, fuck! No, come on. Uh oh, everything's frozen. Ah, ball sacks. He was telling me how I said moved like this on an audio only podcast. Yes, yeah, I can hear you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Are we okay, back? you're back. Yeah, you're back. But Discord just tried to condense everything that I missed into one sound. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Internet. So uh, surprise, we got a little bit of bad weather going on here. So oh, okay. uh, my Internet's going a little side. insane. I yeah, thought maybe Rachel my... just like logged on to our fire stick or something all of a sudden. No, 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 we're good. So um, what was it? Oh, yeah. The last thing I heard from you was I like how you're describing how a skeleton looks on an audio podcast. But yeah, so. that's I, that's what I said. So. <laughs> Good stuff. It's like it goes like this, and people are yeah. like, "It goes like what?" Like, uh-huh. <laughs> someday, maybe we'll release the videos of these. Uh, if you guys want yeah. them, let us know, or maybe yeah, we'll get uh, get excitable one day and throw it all up there. Um, what the hell are we talking about? Lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Uh, Lethal fucking weapon. So crazy heavy weekend or week or just you know the '80s were just the better time to be alive for movies. Uh, not alive, but you know when all this shit was new. Um, yeah, and a lot I of the guess... ideas and stuff were brand new. Like nowadays, yes. it's just like, oh, that's already been done. Sorry, Brent done. Yeah, one uh, of the most inspirational decades, or in yeah, uh, influential and inspired. I don't know. I so there's a th- okay. there's something that I agree with what Red Letter Media says is people always want to remake movies. I'm like, well, remake movies that are like originally bad. And, like, right. make them good. Like, why would you want to remake, like... It's like someone, like, let's remake Schindler's List. And you're just like, no, nah, I think we're good. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? I think an example of that, but maybe not exactly an example, is John Carpenter's The Thing is yes. not a remake, but a, it's a retelling of... Um, Prequel. The Thing from Outer Space? Was that the full title? I don't remember. Oh, yes. The Thing from... Yes, I'm sorry. The original Black uh, and white one. Thing. Yeah, it was from a B a fifties B movie called The Thing from Outer Space, and it was based off of like this monster that they accidentally grew, and he just looks like Frankenstein. Yeah, but but what I mean by that is like you know people don't even know that that is yeah. a, is a retelling because the retelling is so good. So you know, it's the same thing with Airplane. Like Airplane is like the retelling of an old fifties B movie. That's how oh, they okay. found out that Leslie Nielsen could even act. Like, yeah, and then he was actually really funny. Sheesh! Imagine that's crazy. Um, Imagine Leslie Nielsen in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't think we need to go scene for scene, but we should talk about the beginning. Um, in which one hundred percent the uh this is this is set up. Uh, we mentioned it's a buddy cop film, but this starts so differently from any. Well, no, most buddy cop films start by showing you the important plot or the villain or the yes. bad thing that is... You have to establish that there's a <clears> threat. 
yeah, establish this threat and have a little bit of foreshadowing or something. Um, this one straight up earns its R rating immediately because we see Boobies. some tits. We see some boobs and not in a, well, it's, uh, I was going to say not in a derogatory manner. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I not, guess in a, not in a uh, distasteful manner. Yeah, it makes sense, uh, and we learn more so why. Uh, and it's fucking nuts because uh, a girl just j- hops out. A girl clearly on a whole lot of something uh, hops out of a hotel window and dies. Just wee with <laughs> like this, and it starts with like the Christmas song playing and all that stuff. You're like, okay, so that's the thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna preface this movie. as this is a Christmas movie, and everyone compares it that it's a Christmas movie in the same vein as Die Hard. But I would argue no, because uh, you forget uh, many times that it's Christmas in this movie, and it doesn't hold any significant value to the story. Right. Well, it mm, not like yeah. in Die Hard. Well, uh, the end does. I mean, it could just be any other dinner, but yeah. And there's a couple of lines that happen, and they throw it around. You know, it's Christmas here and there, but not even as much yeah, as they do in Die Hard. So. But it, it literally could have been like, you know, I any think insert holiday here or something it, like that. So. It probably could have. I think it makes sense for how we're introduced to uh, Riggs's character outside of his uh, for or introduced to his character as how he interacts with the surroundings, but not individually. Yes. If that yes. makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Naked, drugged up chick hops out a window um, and then happy birthday to dad in his tub. Which is happy birthday to Dad's wiener because yeah. everyone's <laughs> so Danny Glover uh, is in. It cuts from that scene to her landing on the car, and it goes into the scene where Danny Glover in a tub, and then all of his kids bust in. Happy birthday, Dad! And you're just like, there's not a lot of bubbles in that tub, so everyone's seeing Dad's dong right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know either that he's supposed to be 50 in this movie. Like shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People look older in the 80s. Um, the beard. <laughs> yeah, which he shaves off immediately. Uh, but yeah, that's true. But what's basically you could sum up this part with Danny Glover is it's just showing that he's the family man. He's the mm-hmm. everyday cop that's like, oh, got the. Per- he kind of looks like the perfect family at first. Like it's you know mm-hmm. big two story house, three or four kids and all that. Kids actually and, love uh, him. Yeah, apparently their fa- the rest of their family lives that right down the road. Because there's kids just walking in the house all the time. Oh, no, that's just a comfortable neighborhood. Cold sack kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are in and out of houses everywhere. Um, so, and then we go back to, or we don't go back. So we sw- we have suicidal scene to happy, perfect family um, to uh, trailer park with, or, is that right? Am I right? It's a, it's a RV. Yeah, but does it start with him waking up naked? Yes, introduction? because okay. we see Mel Gibson's ass, and I'm just like, I've seen man ass, and I've seen women boobs already. This movie's going to be great. So. Yeah, R rating immediately. Um, immediately. So we get his introduction, and there's a dog, which is cool, and he feeds the dog, but uh, then he holds a gun. Uh, he has a gun. We don't know that he's a cop. I don't think there's any badges laying around or anything. We just see that No, we really get... We get that introduction with the, the the Christmas tree lot scene. Actually, yeah, that makes sense because it it leads it leads up to that drug deal. So you don't know that he's a cop. So you think that he's just. It makes sense that he's suicidal, and then he also just buys drugs. 
So. Except, except that the front of the movie poster says two cops. Uh, well, yeah, Glover's one, so. Gibson's another. Like, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Um, oh man. And uh, yeah, well, you said the starting scene's pretty impactful. So why don't you talk about it? Okay, so we're going through these scenes. You're just kind of setting up your characters. So we got Danny Glover as the perfect like he he Danny Glover throughout the movie even talks about like how he's always running and he's never in 20 years on the force never been shot at never been scraped never been scarred any of that stuff but mm-hmm. then he uh so he gets a sign I'm sorry we're jumping ahead a little bit so then we go after the RV scene that you're talking about we go to the Christmas tree lot scene where it's Mel Gibson sitting down basically it comes down to buying cocaine mm-hmm. some or uh, some fresh cocaine from uh, these guys, and surprise, it's a drug bust, and it basically shows how crazy Riggs is, because he, surprise, I mean, spoilers, he gets taken as a hostage for a few minutes, and he's just like, somebody shoot this motherfucker right now, what are you guys waiting on? Like, what's going on? To the point where he just, like, 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 flips around, and like, takes the gun from the guy, and he's just like, if you're gonna pull the trigger, you fucking pull the trigger, and I'm just like, whoa, that... I like Mel Gibson in movies where he plays a fucking insane person because he's insane. So it works really well. (laughs) There are so many. You need to go. If you ever watch this movie, go through it and count how many wide eyed Mel Gibson scenes there are where he's just in fucking sane looking. I mean, I can count. I mean, I yeah, I can count like six off the top of my head in this movie right now. But. Uh, so that goes down. It shows how badass he is. But then there's concerns in the uh, I think it's like the 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 police station psychiatrist or psychologist. And she's talking to like the head cop guy. He's like, hey, he's suicidal. You know, don't put him in the field and all that. And I believe this is around the time that we get the scene of Riggs at night in his RV, where obviously we find out that his wife had di- has died in a car accident and he is taking it pretty rough as one yeah. would and uh it's this scene is so raw and i i think i messaged you i was like wow this scene is super powerful because it's basically him putting a bullet in his gun and putting the gun to his head mm-hmm. and even into his mouth and then he just doesn't pull the trigger because he can't do it and you're just like wow this is how we're going to introduce <laughs> this character this is yes very this, well done uh, movie off the bat hits m- more tones in 10 minutes than it does for the remainder of the movie because we have the suicidal jumper the druggy yeah. the druggy jump um family man drug yeah. bust very dark zoomed in shots uh to a pos- another possible suicidal thing and then it's yeah, fun, happy-go-lucky police station. Not happy-go-lucky, but kind of sort of goofy. Uh, or it's at least cop more stuff. lighthearted. And the mom from Monster Squad and the mom from every other movie you've seen her in. Except for Die Hard. She's a news reporter. I forget her name. I should have looked it up here. I feel bad. Um, oh, you so you found someone else because there's a gentleman that walks into uh, Murtaugh, Murtaugh's, uh, Murtaugh. Murtaugh's uh, office. Yeah. And I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. Mm-hmm. It was an African-American guy. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's the FBI agent from Die Hard. And agent I had to Johnson. look it up. Agent Johnson, that's what no, it was. No, the other one. Um, yeah, he's one of the douchebag FBI agents from Die Hard, yeah. Uh, so there, yeah, that's, I mean, this is, yeah, this is, um, what did we, I don't think we even said what year, 87. 
So yeah, out one year before a uh, Die Hard. Yeah, so Die Hard was about to come out. I think Monster Squad had already come out because that was eighty five. I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of the yeah you see you recognize a lot of faces from you know this movie that were in things in this era, um, and that well that was like I I don't mean to go scene for scene here, but yeah, so the the Monster Squad mom is the uh, police psychologist. Or psychoanalyst, gotcha. I forget. Oh, yeah, 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 gotcha. And she's the one, you know, they got to set it up, give a warning for this guy who's coming in. He's crazy. Um, but then the reason I say I don't want to talk scene for scene, but do want to mention this one, is the next scene is another, who's that guy? I know that face. And then he smiles, and I'm like, oh, fucking Jesus, who is this? It's Gary Busey. He's one of the thugs. Which that whole fucking oh, yeah. scene with the lighter is like, What's going on? This isn't proven a whole lot yet. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, so originally, so the, the scene for listeners, the scene goes, it's basically uh, Tony Mitchell's character. He's the general. He is the head yeah. bad guy. Right. And uh, Joshua is like his uh, bodyguard, one of the mercenaries yeah, he's hired. his lead goon. And, and he's showing one of these guys that comes in that wants to do business with him that, you know, they're a little crazy because he just holds a lighter up underneath Joshua's hand or arm and you could see so i thought it was going to be like there's a bond villain that they do this with i think in the, what's the movie that came out after golden eye tomorrow never dies or something like yep, that that is the uh, one, i think the enemy or the bad guy in that movie doesn't feel pain so he just like can pick up things that are hot and he can just like do whatever oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's what Gary Busey's going to be. And then I saw him, like, writhing and, like, trying to hold back. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, he's just fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's just psychotic. That's all. I get the scene. I get to show, like, these guys are badass. Don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird. It's just a weird scene. It's I weird like the band lady. in the background getting ready for the, the f- concert. Yeah. <laughs> in this club that the guy owns. I mean, it again, by the numbers. The fucking, the drug lord. Yeah owns a club there's a band yep. and you're like okay there's gonna be a, shootout there's a torture in this. chamber down below <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a shootout in this exact room later okay here we go you know um not a bad I, shootout I, it was okay it's fucking nobody bats an eye until they're running through with the guns um yeah. it, it, despite a, bla- a shotgun blast just occurring <laughs> um oh i wrote down a line here in that scene with the lighter the guy goes <clears throat> so the to describe how confusing of a scene it is uh the the so the villain's the drug dealer the guy approaching him is the one with the lighter but what happens is the the villain asks him if he has a light and he does he has a lighter and the villain grabs the dummy's arm holding his own lighter and gets him to light gary Busey's arm it's it's confusing and it's like unnecessarily entangled you know what i mean there was no reason for him to do that he could have just took his own lighter and be like hey look out look at joshua's arm this yeah is how he crazy didn't need to are. like grab him but he made it so that i thought they were getting ready to frame him for a murder or something because yeah. it was his own lighter in his own hand and then but the guy who uh the buyer will call him or whatever um he backs away but i had to write down this line because he goes you guys are out there like fucking pluto man <laughs> So, yeah, there are parts that I've caught, and I don't know of what, like, I wish I could have seen, like, the theatrical release of the movie, because there's a lot of ADR in this movie, where... Oh, yes, yes. Oh, you mean you want to see the made-for-TV? 
virgin as I well. I guess. Yeah. I guess because there's many times where I'm just like that sounded weird and I'm like there's nobody's lips moving right now. That's oh, weird. Yeah, so plenty. Plenty. They did that with Ghostbusters as well. Uh yeah. they added in that at ADR. What was it? This man has no dick. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't put that ADR. The ADR after that is he says or so I'm told. So I'm yeah. guessing oh, they were like that's very much yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to make they wanted to make sure there wasn't a gay joke going that's on there. What I heard. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. Yeah, and I get uh man, I look I'm looking at my oh. notes here and it's like for the plot we almost have to go scene for scene a couple of times. So I don't know if the plot I I, w- I will say let's just go through and just talk about some scenes that we liked instead of going scene by scene. Uh, one of the, one of the first, it's not even a scene. Can we talk about this? Every time this movie is given an opportunity to play that sexy saxophone, it plays it every single time. Yeah. I forgot. I knew that this series theme song sounds like porno music, but I, I forgot yes. until the sax comes in and I'm like, oh yeah, this sure does say buddy cop to me. <laughs> like, I liked it because I'm a sucker for a good saxophone. So. It's not bad music. I'm just saying it. I don't know. Like it didn't. It doesn't make sense now. But I'm sure no. back then it was establishing because also that's something that kind of needs to get brought up whenever we discuss any older movies. Is like I feel like new movies don't have theme songs. They just use a cover. They just use yeah. something that Nine Inch Nails has revamped and like whoever else has done a modernized cover of something that is slowed down in halftime and whatever else, you know. Or or they like or it's just like okay, they have a soundtrack and it's good music on the soundtrack, but none of this is really like a theme song. Yeah. Right. Like it's not atmospheric. So I, I get I get where you're coming there from there and Oh, another thing I wanted to say is I'm just gonna jump around with this shit. I think that's the best way we could do this is at the Christmas tree lot. So he does to show like them. Oh, he's like, oh, you yeah. think I'm crazy? And he like slaps himself in the face. And I'm like, okay, he's doing Three Stooges stuff. But then after that scene, when they cut to his RV, when he's in there, he's watching the Three Stooges. And I was like, okay, uh, okay, I get, I like that. I liked how right. they subtly put <clears throat> that in there. So I wondered if they made this a Christmas movie and Corey has- I gotta appreciate that. Now Corey's back. Okay. Um, you know, you're good. Uh, I wonder if they decided this is now going to become a Christmas movie because they had that scene and they're like, what the hell is he going to be like? Because the fact that it's Christmas trees, that lets us not see the background. So we don't right. know how many guys are around. And then suddenly the cops show up. We don't we don't see any of that approaching. But um, because the, he's in a Christmas tree lot that is all um, they're all distributed just by a U-Haul truck or something. Um, that well, didn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, it's it's so, just I I picture this scene being done in a dimly lit like uh, warehouse or something like that. Where right. like, well, we did eventually drug... get our warehouse. You know, that's in. There I mean, too. we did. So I, okay, yeah. I mean, like, I I don't want people to be like, oh, they're shitting on it just because. No, no, no I like that scene. I really do like that. This scene. like this has the one liners. This has the odd mm-hmm. couple. Uh, uh, stars co-stars this has the um dramatic slow motion this has the warehouse this has the chase scene it has everything this you has, want in the action movie this has guns firing way more than you can count should be in the chamber you know things like that i will say too so i was very impressed there's a car chase scene with only one car yeah like yeah 
Riggs's character. We're jumping around because this is a little bit later towards the end. I had of the a movie. note about that because I was like, okay, and chase scene reminiscent of Will Smith in Men in Black. <laughs> like I get it. So that scene of him running down that street with like the whatever gun on his back and the pistol in front forget, and his yeah. crazy his crazy ass eyes. You're like, that's a good scene. But he has what to have if the driest wasn't... eyes in all of L.A. Like Gary Busey just could have took a left and like. Yep been done like that's it <laughs> yep so i don't understand could just it. turned around and run him over but yeah you know yeah uh, i don't know uh another thing i wanted to bring up I, I was looking at the cast of this movie and like we had said there's a lot of uh not repeat actors and actresses but actors and actresses that we recognize from other movies that we like so and uh you said the mom from monster squad uh we got i believe his name was grand bush which that's a hell of a name but uh, <laughs> that was the uh, Agent Johnson or Agent whatever it was. Oh, what is yeah. It? He's literally only in that scene, I think. He is. And then apparently, so the only reason I bring this name up is because this character was also in Predator and also I think was like Arnold's, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, stunt doubles for a few movies. Oh. Uh, and actually uh, ended up befriending him. His name is Sven Ol Thorson. He's like a uh, big bodybuilder. Yeah, that's a hell of a name, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh, he is uh, in the Predator movie whenever they're descending upon the camp that has the refugees and everything. Mm -hmm. They do a very violent mm -hmm. scene of just this guy just shooting a hostage in the head. Mm -hmm. That is Sven Olthorsen. That's who mm -hmm. plays that character. So I, 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 he wasn't that big in this movie either. He was just like no. a jobber that got shot. So <laughs> right. right, right, right. But, um well we did i think we we haven't we're about to skip over it if we keep talking but i i feel like after seeing it i feel like one of the scenes that people know from this movie is when mel gibson goes up to talk to a jumper but ends up jumping with him yeah i think that's one of the more and and i i have definitely i realized when i watched that scene i was like okay i have seen this movie before but it's just been a while because i remembered right. i remembered what he was gonna do uh as he was doing it but I, but I mentioned that because you get the idea that, oh, he's actually going to try to do this. And then he does do a clever thing where he is talking to the jumper who's just getting angrier and angrier, offers him a cigarette, um, and then ends up handcuffing the guy to himself. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. And then, but then he jumps, and then I was like, you know, I, that looks like fun. Uh, but <laughs> well, here's the thing, but because too. they know they're going to land on the big old... Um, big old balloon at the bottom well if you're watching that actor that's playing the jumper you don't think that that's there at all because right, that person is legitimately terrified i'm just like you would have seen like because the building's not like not to be rude but the building's not very high yeah like, it's like it's maybe not, it's not like not even 10 stories i don't think yeah and you look down you would see them rolling that out and inflating yeah. it like yeah but I get it. It's movies. It's right. that's how it is. So, yep, yep, yep. Also, but again, though, you can another tell scene that shows how crazy he is. That and this, this and so many, so much of this movie encapsulates how much it is from its time because there is so much smoking. Just every other character smokes in this. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised that, the kid didn't light one up. Yeah, or the 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 um. You mean the teenager? The I forget her name. 
Um, no, the four little kids when they see Dixie's house explode. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or, like, walk over to the explosion and light their cigarettes or something. Man, um, talk about hitting <laughs> things that still are relevant to this day. Those kids are like, my mom says that cops kill black men. And you're just oh, like, yeah. whoa, okay. There's a lot of different, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I thought we were going to... I thought that a lot more of this movie was going to be problematic than it was. Um, we did uh, get an F. We got an F bomb, and not the F bomb. Like I'll say, fuck all day. It's the other one that. Yeah. Uh, well, we got the obligatory that, one, and there was also uh, a a racial slur, uh, another kind of slur, um, when uh, Reese is getting tortured is, when by Indo, the yeah, guy uh, that's also in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, John John Leong, I think I his name is, or I'm Joe so Leong. I'm so bad. That dude is in everything. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Big Trouble in Little China. He's oh, in right. like wow. everything in the '80s. That motherfucker was in. Like he's yeah. a very good that actor. Yeah. Um. But uh, and we got. I I checked the timestamp because I thought this quote was going to happen so much more. Thirty six minutes and fourteen sections for that. Thirty six minutes and fourteen seconds. <laughs> The first, I'm too old for this shit. He says it a total of four times in the movie, I believe. Okay, but the first time he says it, and you could tell, you could tell they were kind of um, toying with Playing whether or with not it. this would be because it's it's sort of along the same lines of Terminator. You know, Arnold didn't know yeah. "I'll be back" was going to be no. the three words he'll be known for for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, so you could tell they were trying, if this movie was made today, he would have ended every fucking sentence with that line because yeah, yeah. Movies well, suck today. <laughs> we haven't but, watched, we, you see, like, we don't remember three or four if we watched them. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably how it is. And you're just like, it could be. so yeah, definitely could. Be. Uh, there was, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, we, I think we could talk about it because the, the scene, Either before, I think it's before that scene where Mel Gibson gets, uh, he's eating a hot dog, and uh, Danny Glover's character had just got. I off have the nothing phone. written down for this scene, and I, I, you showed me a sneaked a peek at your notes, and I'm like, I don't know where Corey's going with this, so here we go. So when they go to get in the car, which I love, the dialogue in this movie is really good. There's some dialogue towards the end of it that's not very good. You're just like, okay, like the whole, like, what did the shepherd say to his flock, or let's get the flock out of here? You're just like, Okay, sure. But uh they're talking about he's like, Do you wanna he's like, Do you want me to drive? He's like, You're suicidal. You don't you know, he's he's like, You can't drive. He's like, Well, everyone had to be suicidal driving this town. And yeah, I was like, was All right, that's, that's that's pretty yeah. good. And then but they go to get in the car and in the there's a car behind them in the background of four old people looking right at the camera. Like oh, directly okay. at the camera. <laughs> so this was obviously they were filming this in LA you know, out on the street and you just were you, back then you just filmed what was in the background coming through, but right. you got these four people. They're just like, well, uh, uh, is it going to be on TV? What are you guys uh, recording back there? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that scene was already so good. And then that topped it for me. I was like, okay, this is, is this Matlock. Yeah. <laughs> I will say too, this movie starts very strong. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. I think they. I think they gotta because it's the first one. You know, everybody always takes from Shakespeare and starts with a fucking yeah. explosion in your face in some way, shape, or form to keep you in your seats. 
Right. Very strong Act 1. I will say pretty solid Act 2, which I would say the Act 2 is probably... When does Act 2 start, would you say? What scene is... I know Act 2 ends around where Murtaugh's daughter is taken. I think that's what starts Act 3. I would say maybe the gun range kicks off. Yeah. That that established how... Because that's when they... That's when... They're buddies leaning. Yeah, it's been up until that point they're kind of bickering with each other but it's then when their minds meld uh yeah i would say so maybe that's like act two there um so i don't want to there's, there's still a three, I think. oh yes very much so uh i i just want to point out i i jotted down some lines that i want to get through before we yeah i got go a couple tangents too, so. um like when they're on um when they're hanging out at Murtaugh's, Murtaugh's got the family mentioned. Riggs is by himself in a trailer park. So Riggs is over like after their first day or something. A lot of, I, I honestly, uh, one critique, a lot of this makes no fucking sense that Murtaugh hates his guts and like almost died a couple of like three times before he invites him over to his house and gives him a beer. Like that's not how well, anyone really would act. I, I, I see where you're coming from, but for the progression of the movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it's very like he's like I got to deal with this bullshit, and then after the jumper scene, we have the scene where they go into that like that business that's being remodeled or whatever, and yeah. Murtaugh's just like, "Do you want to die?" Mm-hmm. And he's just like basically telling him, and Riggs basically like Murtaugh stops him from pulling the trigger on his revolver, right. and Murtaugh is he's like, "Oh shit, you're not." He, his line was, "You're not trying to draw a psychic or psychotic pension. You're really crazy." Mm-hmm. And uh, you get another one of those beautiful Mel Gibson wide-eyed scenes, and then he just yeah. goes, I'm hungry, and it just walks away. <laughs> yeah, drink every time you see the whites of his eyes. Um, You'll be drunk in the first 30 minutes. He so. sure will. But uh, when they get back to his house, though, and they're hanging out on Murtaugh's boat, uh, drinking beer, and his daughter asks to go hang out with friends or something, and Murtaugh says no, and Riggs is like, oh, come on. And he's like, she, got, she was smoking marijuana in her bedroom or something. And yeah. she's like, what's the big deal? And and ba- it comes down to her dad saying, beer is legal, grass ain't. I'm like, God damn it. That's a great parent in line. <laughs> yeah. Also not true anymore. It's, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another another um, another uh, showing of the times. But I just thought that was hilarious because also it's showing of the times because of that. And also, yeah, parents will just let their kids drink if they're safe in the house. It doesn't fucking matter. And this yeah. dude's a cop, and, and he doesn't have a problem yeah, with his daughter. They're both cops. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, okay. That's well, crazy to me. And when, uh, one of my since you brought up a line that you liked, I'll bring up the one that I like. So after that scene, I was just talking about when they leave that business and they all that. I think they're in the car, and uh, Murtaugh says, "God must hate or God hates me," and then. Oh. immediately like uh Riggs is just like um what was it he goes hate him back it works for me and i was just like i know that was probably a throwaway dialogue line between them but i was like that's kind of cool like i know i mean not cool but i understand like because of their characters like mm-hmm. i like i like that dialogue so i was like okay i mean i was messaging throughout my whole viewing of this i was They're, like this is cool <laughs> yeah um they yeah they they have the the acting is good uh, to the point that you believe the chemistry because they're almost walking over each other's lines. And I, I appreciate more when actors like interrupt each other. Like these two, I, again, I mean, it's a movie, but in real life, they would not let each other finish their sentences. So they get close to that. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, 
And then before we get away from it, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this. Uh, the name of the cat in Murtaugh's home. Yeah, Burbank. <laughs> Burbank the cat. He all, he calls yeah. him Burbank the cat. <laughs> yeah, too. at the end of it, he goes, Burbank the cat won't Bur- like this. <laughs> yeah, Burbank the cat. I was just like, man, that's a fancy-ass name for any animal. <laughs> but Burbank. Weird. Weird to it me. So. Well, no, I guess it does make sense. They live out in California. so That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this I don't, movie is something. Oh, you know what? I mean, There's another reason this is a Christmas movie. There's eggnog. Yeah, you know, very so. There, so spoilers. We'll go into spoilers right now. Uh, Tom Atkins' character gets killed, but in the funniest way I've seen in an fuck? action movie. What the fuck? I don't know. I have the no. I fucking well. First of all, this whole scene is happening in his house while the funeral for his daughter. Yeah, the funeral for yeah. <laughs> whatever like okay you're that broken up i'm so broken up i have to be near my 13 cartons of egg or not 13 like 30 cartons of eggnog yeah and I they, guess... they don't even it looks like it looks like fucking uh robin will uh, uh it, it looks like robin Ro- williams uh robin hood <laughs> no, no 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 it looks like uh robin williams his table of bottles of water for any stand-up act that he does he oh has, yeah like, <laughs> if you ever look at any robin williams uh stand-up he has a table behind him of bottled water because of how insane he is and everything he does. But like, yeah. they don't acknowledge it for the entire scene. And I, I like caught it out of the corner, like of the peripheral of the framing. That I was like, oh, that's oh, so there's eggnog. Oh, there's that's a lot. Fucking, uh, I have in my notes here. Damn party nog. Like, there's so yeah. much so, on this table for no reason. At a funeral, if you were going to have that, you wouldn't have just 30 cartons of eggnog on the table. You would pour it into a bowl, and you'd yeah. serve and all that stuff. This seat, that was there specifically for de- uh, Tom Atkins' death. I can guarantee you, because the, the way fuck? he dies, he gets shot through the window from Gary Busey on a helicopter, mm-hmm. and the bullet goes through his chest and also the carton. Yeah. And Tom Atkins just looked like he pooped himself. <laughs> He's just like, oh! <laughs> and it's not i mean it's not the carton is not in the middle of the screen it's like kind of on the bottom third of it yeah but you see like they made it a point to show that the bullet goes through him and that eggnog and i lost my mind yeah i knew that was the scene (laughs) because that was yeah that that got a legit cackle out of me when i was watching this alone (laughs) in my living room and i'm just like what like that whole well it's it's tom atkins face too because he's just like oh (laughs) <laughs> you're like what okay sure whatever yeah, but it like in this movie though i i thought that they would uh there are some parts that are so corny that they get almost to cringy levels but they don't go there i i, I was ready for like uh i was ready for uh murtaugh to pick up the cart and like look through the bullet hole in the cart and through the window at the yeah. killer or something horrible like I, they could have done that and and this movie wouldn't have shied away from that maybe the later ones get goofier because there is some slapstick here and there or almost yeah. but um, yeah but i think that's why i like the bullet going through the eggnog even more because it's not even addressed anywhere else so You're so like, it oh, makes you think sure. like did they mean to do that or was that a happy accident with something else and you know so yeah that was i don't know i I mean, that's that's basically. Oh, the last thing on my notes was. Uh, I thought you were going to say that's basically the movie. It ends with the eggnog. No, no, no. Well, see, <laughs> what we're trying, what we're trying to do is we have a bad habit in of those 
first couple episodes of going scene by scene of the entire movie. And yeah. I think we're we're going to try and not do that as much. So we're going to try and bounce around a little bit and just work off of notes. But my last thing on my notes that I have is I want to know how much Canadian Miss paid to have two advertisements in this movie. Because the first one is when Riggs comes. Canadian Miss is like a, ver- a, a whiskey brand, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no idea and what he offers. About. He offers Murtaugh offers some to Riggs when uh, he comes to the house first, and then when Riggs is chasing Joshua, you see him just walk past this huge billboard that says Canadian Miss. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, all right, s- subtle product placement, I guess. <laughs> That's a bad name for anything. That sounds like a Canadian Canadian Miss. That sounds, sounds like, like a horror movie, derogatory fart term or something. Oh, oh shit, Canadian letting... mist. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Canadian mist over here had something to eat. Um, yeah. Well, do you have sorry, anything we else? Have friends, friends of the North, America's hat, we have nothing against you. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Canada. It's All the country Canadians. I've never been to that I always want to go to. So I've been there to see Niagara Falls. I don't know why I went all the way that far, but I did. Um, I had a chance to go to Mexico once, and I said, nope, I don't, because... Never mind, I won't get into the story. So <laughs> Okay, yep, I was being safe with mine. Um, let's see here. Uh, speaking of Hooker on the Corner, try to kill Riggs, and they think they did. That was a good that little... Was a, that, that was very good. That I, 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 I've definitely seen that in other movies, but I thought that was decent, but it also... <laughs> there's a ton of plot holes in this movie, because the reason I Dan mentioned that... It. Well, the reason I mentioned that, it's like suddenly the whole force knows that they're pretending that he's dead because it goes through different lines. And like he calls again, this is the eighties. This dude calls and says, what happened over here? Oh, so-and-so cop was shot. Oh, who's the cop? And like, they tell him, (laughs) you know, well, yeah, I mean, it, uh-huh. It it may it makes sense. It makes sense, but I get where you're coming from. It would take a very long time for all of that to go through the force, but like that well, that one character was set up already to like I guess be working with Danny Glover's character. I suppose. Sure. I guess cuz like when he and it got me. It got me for a second cuz I was like, "Oh shit, this cop's not going to know what went down." Yeah. And he's going to be like, "No, Riggs is, you know, fine, you know, no, Riggs cop officer wasn't down or all that." And he says it, I was like, okay, they subverted my expectations. Good on them. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like this movie. I, I I did enjoy this movie a lot. Yeah, I was looking, I was actually looking at the rest of my notes because I thought my notes ended. But then, as you said, the third act is really weak. And I've got like, I've got tons of notes, but it's really just describing the scenes in case I forgot something because there was nothing yeah. super... To jog your own memory. Notable, so. yeah. No, I mean, the third act is... Murtaugh and Riggs get captured and they're trying to save Murtaugh's daughter. Yeah. Murtaugh or Riggs goes crazy, gets out of there, and then that's the third act is like There's a super the low flying helicopter that would not be legal in today's filming Ooh, standards. Yeah. <laughs> so they had they had two helicopters at least for this production. Yeah. Because they have the helicopter that Gary Busey's character or Busey's character's in, but then mm-hmm. they also have another helicopter that has to film that. So <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So, right. I mean, fifteen million dollar budget was a lot back in '87, and yes. God made oh, so we much start, money. Actually, yeah, you know what? We should start looking up the um, conversion here, because okay, so let's see here: fifteen 
fifteen million eighty-seven in nineteen eighty-seven versus today. That yep. would have come to thirty-six. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> nope, that's not helping. That's not at all what I typed in either. It took out all the commas in the Google search. Um, I damn you, Google. Well, it says that fifteen thousand and eighty-seven was about thirty-six thousand. So we'll let's just say roughly double that. So it's about thirty million for the budget. Yeah, that makes that makes sense because when you think about it, like. Besides the explosions and the use of that helicopter, there's a lot of aerial shots in this thing. Yeah, like, lots of unnecessary aerial shots. Yeah, just like this is kind of pretty, so we'll film this. Mm-hmm. But no, I think uh, they had a fucking commercial success, and I can see. So I will say this is a good movie. It's not a good Christmas action movie because no. I don't think it's on par with Die Hard. It's on. It's fine as an action movie, but saying it is a specifically a Christmas action movie. Don't work. It's not that good. Uh, but the third act is very. It, the, the the third act is. I felt like a couple times during that third act, I was like, "Oh, we're rushing here. Okay, we're rushing real hard here. Let's. Yeah. Uh, I guess we got to r- wrap this movie up real quick." So rushing, and then she- scenes that take too long. Like the whole desert scene was too fucking long. I thought. Um, for yeah, as little happening as it really did to just literally get them captured again. I don't know. It didn't. The grenade didn't make sense. That would have done way more damage, uh, but whatever. Um, uh, it, movie, Hollywood. Yeah. Razzle movie. dazzle. Indeed. Um, so, but no, I like Die Hard. I think Die Hard takes a lot of things from this movie and does them better. Yeah. I just so, laughed at another ex- line I wrote down that I saw. Um, what is that? When Gary Busey comes back to Murtaugh's home looking for him and there's oh! no one in the house okay. yes <laughs> i think you're gonna see it let's say it i think you're out no, no no finish your thought because i just want to talk about this and how ludicrous it fucking is no no this is so like every almost everything in this movie gets made fun of in last action hero <laughs> i will say oh, that just about I've never, I've everything never seen last you... action hero all right well that's coming up whenever we do our action Five. month i guess um that is I mean, one of my I, favorite movies, month. no joke. One of my favorite movies. Okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll watch it. So the uh, scene where ah, fuck it, we don't have to explain it. Gary Busey is going trying to be kind of sneaky with a shotgun, machine gun, some sort of gun. Yeah, it's some a gun. sort of big gun. Walking through Murtaugh's house, no one is there. No one in the family is there, but the TV's still on, and um. <laughs> uh, not Scrooge, but what is what is the movie? With you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, Christmas Carol. It's the Christmas old Carol. Black Jesus, one. I can never remember the name of it. But it's the end of it where Scrooge is walking around asking people, uh, "What day it is? What day is it? What day is it?" And then yeah. Gary Busey, there's there's silence in the house, and you just hear this. And Gary Busey walks into the kitchen, and it's like, "What day is this? What day is this?" And Busey goes, "It's goddamn Christmas," and he shoots the TV. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Why so- did that happen? This scene is so... So, the final scene of the movie is basically Gary Busey's character, Joshua, just going one-on-one with Riggs, Mel Gibson. Yes, yep. And you're watching this, you're like, okay, this is going to be kind of cool. But then, like, just a gaggle of police officers show up, and... Donald or Danny Glover's like, everyone, everyone, everyone stay back! This is Riggs' arrest! And you're like, okay, they're going to do some MMA fighting and all this other stuff. But I, in my head, I'm just like, no police force would allow this. Like, oh. <laughs> you would have, like... There's no not, background. No. 
It's not like this would make more sense if he had been if Riggs had been on the force for years and had been trying to catch this guy for years. Yes. And the whole yes. force respects that he has to get his white whale of a crook. But that there's no history between them there. There's a little there's a thin, thin little history because of the tattoo that is shown on Riggs oh, arm. That, oh, Jesus. Is, well, that shows how nope. thin it is because I forgot about it. They are because it was established too during the scene where Dixie's house blows up that he's like, oh, this is like professional mercury triggers. And then they find yeah. out from the kids that like, oh, the guy had a tattoo like that. You're like, that's mercenary. So the bad guy is hiring like ex nom mercenaries and they go into it. With, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you like the uh, so the guy so said loose. Shadow Company. Uh, oh, I think God. Tom Atkins is Tom Atkins is telling uh, Danny Glover's character all about basically what happened. Hey, we're dealing heroin now, right? And uh, he said Shadow Company. I was just like, that's a shitty Shadow Lou from Street that, Fighter. Like, oh, I was <laughs> thinking like, goddamn, we're going into Resident Evil plots now. Just oh yeah, Shadow Company and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark so, Force just so. as on the nose as Umbrella. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Scotty, I have to ask you, did you enjoy the movie? Um, there were parts that I was like, oh, this is I, I did not I, I did not uh, watch it with Rachel. I don't think she would enjoy this, even though she enjoys yeah. Die Hard. So I don't I okay. can't I can't say that if you like Die Hard, you'll like this because it's a very different setting it is. and um, environment uh, and better yeah. actors in some part. Better villain. Well, uh Wait, which one has a better villain? At, Die Hard. Die Hard oh, and yes, like yes, Alan yes. Rickman and all of his henchmen are much better right. than uh Tony Mitchell and all his even yeah, fuck the over, it, Well, it's overly theatrical versus thugs of New York essentially, but even though they're Basically, in LA or yeah. wherever. Um yeah, I think it it it's intense where it needs to be and maybe a little too much at times. Um I think what it was is like Mel Gibson's character. There were some points where I was just like, Jesus, we get it. You're crazy that it was too much. But then I yeah. see that he does not have long hair in the next films, like as long as it is in this one. And I'm like, that was kind of part of the character. So it, I think it was the fact that he has crazy big hair was part of like, yeah, yeah. we get it. You're nuts. But that makes sense now that I see. Well, he's not as crazy anymore. Yeah, so I mean, I would recommend this to an action fan and a buddy cop fan. Um, not a Christmas movie fan. <laughs> no, it's not even one of those arguable because oh, we didn't even mention that that the last scene is Christmas uh, Day, I think. Um, because Christmas, it's it's like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day night or something something like that. Like that. But the point is that like there is a ge- oh, that's another thing. Like this is stereotypes left and right. You don't like my you don't like my wife's cooking, and I'm just like oh god, yeah, because the husband can't cook. I forgot this is the eighties, um, and stuff like that. But I love that ends... his wife too just goes, "You're being an asshole," right in yeah, front of Riggs. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Good. I was like, yeah. "That was very." As someone that's been married five years, I understand where she came from there. So, mm. yeah, that was good. That that was good too. As you do see that it, it is, it does. I appreciated that it wasn't. Um, it, it's a little uh, dated in a lot of yes. areas, but it wasn't so dated that like the couple magically got together and all the kids listen all the time. Um, but I did, I honestly enjoyed that dinner scene because yeah, the, the younger siblings always team up against the older one that gets a lot more, gets away with yeah, a lot more Yeah, because shit and stuff like Murtaugh's that. Murtaugh's oldest daughter has a crush on Riggs and 
everyone's like mm. that's a fucking stretch <laughs> but yeah uh also those kids are gonna be traumatized after this movie that girl like when when rig shows up at the end and she answers the door and she he goes how is everything he she goes i'll be all right and i was like no you're not no you're not no <laughs> no you almost so died many you watched many things. people die yeah you almost got raped uh but you'll sleep you'll sleep fine for the next couple of days I think for an 80s movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there is any reference of rape in this movie. And well, that's other than a good thing. What they were going to do to her. Like they threatened just because she's a girl. And yeah, pretty... there it was a line that said, Your daughter looks really good naked. You're just like, Uh oh. <laughs> like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but um, what I was saying overall is that I appreciate that the married couple is not just the happiest couple in the world because her, her, um, mm-hmm. uh, her husband. It, pros and cons because i also thought that it was dumb that at no point was the wife like scared for him being a cop and like un- unless that happens in the next movie that she's like you've got to quit today's the day you quit your job because i don't want you you're dead too old for this shit or something <laughs> yeah 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 um and i started rambling and completely forgot where i was going with all of this oh the christmas thing so it's christmas <laughs> dinner is the last scene but the the best part, one of the best parts about this movie, because it doesn't make any sense and it does at the same time, he's like, you got room for one more, and he brings his dog in. Or I guess it's his dog. It's the trailer park dog? I don't know. But um, I knew you would bring that up because you fucking love of dogs. Of course, so. yeah. Dog versus <laughs> versus Burbank the cat. And we get some um, uh, found, not found footage. What the hell is it called? Like, just the noise samples of a cat meowing. Oh, you mean you get some ADR over that yeah. last scene? Some you get a lot of ADR over that last scene. Yeah, some dog and cat soundboard bullshit. But then it ends on the scene of Danny Glover fixing the light, and then that's it. Fixing the light. Oh yeah, he fixed the light on one of his, his torch. Yeah, one of his Christmas lights is out. So, but he's not no, mad about uh, a car, a whole fucking sedan going through his living room. That's okay. So I was like, I would be <laughs> mad if that was like. You know what? He's probably got homeowner's insurance, so it's okay. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah, good movie. I recommend if you've never seen it, give it a watch. Yeah, it was, uh, I was worried that this would not have aged well on a couple different levels. Um, it's maybe better than because, other things I've watched maybe from that's the because 80s. We, yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's because of the last couple of movies we watched. That, like, Galaxy of Terror was great and horrible, and then Army of Darkness was painful Portable. in some parts but <laughs> laughably great in others and annihilation um, made me think so <laughs> yeah we were all over the place in october uh so okay so you said you'd recommend it as well you kind of fed into my recommendation i give so. it i give it three thumbs up there yeah, you go not right. better than die hard though <laughs> yeah i give it uh i give it four out of five sedans through my living room no oh, buddy hmm um <laughs> yeah a lot of we good... have not decided what we're gonna watch next though have we no a lot of good lines in this movie a lot of good like oh that person oh that person hell you could make mm-hmm. that a drinking game too like recognize someone and not uh every time you recognize an actor but don't know a name don't know their name or something that would just be um, you and me getting drunk probably <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah maybe pal pal might know so maybe i'm i'm just bad with names in general um but I'm just uh, like, oh, it's that guy, it's that guy, or it's that girl, or that lady. Like, yeah. So you said so. that Murtaugh is basically me, though, huh? How do you figure? Uh, <laughs> that was he had one. some cor- just some corny jokes with his kids and all that stuff. And you don't appreciate don't my humor. 
I mean, I appreciate it. I don't know if your children will. So <laughs> yeah, they'll acknowledge it. Maybe they'll be like, "Dad is filming another unboxing." <laughs> oh God, I hope I'm not still doing that when I have kids. Dad that put us be... in his video again, and we went viral. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I feel like I'm already getting to the point of Blink 182, like having to hide their quote unquote uh, profession or their their <laughs> uh, not profession. What's the persona? trying yeah. to having to hide their persona from their children at some point so anyway that's irrelevant to anything on this podcast so uh i shit what's our fucking sign off well okay rate so comment also, though, subscribe gonna, hit that like button <laughs> yeah hit that like button uh find us on spoofy and be sure to tell your mother that we <laughs> are a podcast um yes, the thing is yeah funny. Yeah, please spread the word about us. Keep circulating the URL, as some say. Um, and we want to get some other different movies recommended to us. So yes, please let us know on Twitter um, at Static Zone Pod Pod at the end there. Um, I, I guess hell, you could even me- email us if you really wanted to. Do people do that? Um, uh, if you can hit us, you can hit us up on our personal Twitters too, if you want to. If you can't yeah. remember Static Zone Pod, so. I mean, we're everywhere. We got a link tree. So we appreciate everyone that's watching or li- been listening. So we saw, we see the numbers. There's at least a couple people. Yeah. So, and you, you know people personally. So. We appreciate you. And uh, we want to hear from you too. If you're, if you're, uh, if you want to get your voice heard about what we should be watching and let us know if you give a shit about what we're talking about too. Like if we, if mm-hmm. you end up watching anything because of, uh, because of our discussions or anything like that. Um, follow up to our second episode of the Transformers movie. I saw the band Cybertronic Spree, and everyone that has ever watched the Transformers 1986 movie needs to watch that band perform, for the love of God. I saw a little bit. I saw a little bit. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, Chirito, I'm talking to you. Go watch Cybertronic Spree, please. Um, but yeah, so I think we're gonna try to find another Christmas movie. Uh, we're gonna have it be more directly Christmas-related, I think we need uh, to choose one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, unless, do you have any ideas right now um, that we can? I mean, anything we, I could. The to? first thing I could say would be Gremlins, but like that's everyone loves that movie. So <laughs> yeah, that's. I I want to try to not talk about movies that have been discussed to death all the time. We so might we might have to look to sometimes. So we'll find something though. Yeah, we'd have to find something because, like, most of the time when you're like, "Oh, let's watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, you're just like, "Okay." I mean, that's already been done to death. Like, people have already talked about those movies and all that stuff, so... I don't know. Same with, like, Jingle All the Way, National Lampoon's Christmas uh, Christmas with the Cranks. I mean, I could talk about Christmas with the Cranks for, like, an hour and a half, but... Uh, (laughs) But there's already better... There's already better videos and stuff out there, so... I don't know. Just stick around and follow us, and you'll know what we're going to be talking about next. Yeah, um... I'm trying to find the sign-off that I keep saying off the top of my head because I can't remember. Whoa, Google Documents is not loading correctly. Yeah, um, I don't know where that old stuff was. So. <laughs> but uh, the main thing to remember is if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be in the static zone. He found it, ladies and gentlemen. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I've just memorized it now. It's totally not in front of me. It really isn't. Okay, so. okay bye. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, what do you mean? Wait a minute. What the?
18 was ready to retire. Now, he's gonna wish he had. Gun! Oh! Oh! oh. Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> Too old for this. If these guys can just stand each other... What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old-timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody, don't tell anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet.